This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, October 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Closing in on USMCA deal. FDA eyes next steps in food safety and war over biofuel waivers continues. Spending USMCA on lawmakers' to-do list. Amid the furor over impeachment, lawmakers are looking to make progress this week on spending bills as well as the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. The Senate is expected to take up a package of spending bills that fund the USDA and FDA, as well as the Interior Department of the EPA. In the House, Democrats will continue negotiations with the White House over USMCA. The pace of the talk stepped up considerably last week, and Democrats say they are getting closer to a deal. For more on this week's agenda, read Washington Week Ahead at agripulse.com. House immigration bill seen likely. Tom Nassif, the president and CEO of Western Growers, says in an AgriPulse open mic interview that House Democrats are, quote, already to support the USMCA. He also believes House Democrats will move an agriculture labor reform bill despite their focus on impeachment. But he acknowledges that enacting a bipartisan bill is still a reach. He said... I believe we will certainly see something out of the House. The question will be, will there be enough Republican support so that it's a bipartisan bill that the Senate would then take up? The full interview also available at agripulse.com. FDA gathers input on next-gen food safety plan. FDA is holding a public meeting today to gather input from industry and consumer representatives as it prepares to release a blueprint next year for its new era of smarter food safety initiative. The all-day meeting will feature talks by acting FDA Commissioner Ned Sharpless and USDA top food safety official Mindy Brashears as well as numerous breakout sessions on subjects such as traceability in response to an outbreak of foodborne illness. Sign-up was maxed out for both in-person attendance and webcast viewing. Now, here's why it matters. FDA is seeking to leverage new technology to prevent the spread of foodborne disease and to more quickly track down and stop outbreaks that do occur. A six-page summary of concepts that will guide the discussion includes a call to facilitate end-to-end traceability throughout the food safety system. FDA also is looking at shoring up food safety at the retail level and identifying vulnerabilities in a meal kit delivery, think Blue Apron and other forms of e-commerce. Frank Yannis, FDA's Deputy Commissioner for Food Policy and Response, told produce industry stakeholders recently the agency wants to use blockchain technology to speed up tracebacks and artificial intelligence to find ways to prevent foodborne illness outbreaks from ever occurring. China keeps buying more pork. China, the world's largest pork-producing and consuming country, continues to buy large amounts of U.S. pork despite steep tariffs as farmers there suffer extensive outbreaks of African swine fever. U.S. net export sales hit a marketing year high in the week of October 4th to 10th with help of Chinese importers who contracted to buy 94,000 metric tons for delivery in 2019. 
Chinese importers have also contracted to purchase another 58,000 metric tons of pork for delivery in 2020, according to USDA's latest trade report. It's not just the latest export sales showing that China needs the pork. The previous USDA export sales report for September 27th through October 3rd showed the Chinese buying a massive 123,000 metric tons of pork for next year. Tyson banning ractopamine. Tyson Foods Incorporated is the latest U.S. packing company to announce that it won't produce pork from swine raised with the growth-promoting drug ractopamine. The drug is approved by the FDA for use in the U.S., but shunned by China, the world's largest pork-producing and consuming country. Beginning in February of the coming year, Tyson will no longer tolerate the use of ractopamine in the hogs it buys from farmers. Tyson Fresh Meats President Steve Stauffer said the ban will allow the company to compete more effectively for export opportunities in even more countries. GBS USA announced earlier this month that it is halting the use of ractopamine for the pork it produces to maximize export opportunities. Brexit on hold again. The British Parliament failed to approve the latest plan to divorce the UK from the European Union, forcing Prime Minister Boris Johnson to ask for another extension. The Trump administration is eagerly awaiting the split in order to begin negotiating a free trade agreement with the UK, something President Donald Trump has said he wants to do as quickly as possible. Johnson has said he's also keen on a trade pact with the U.S., but he stressed the British would balk at importing U.S. poultry because of sanitary washes used to control the spread of pathogens. The U.S. could export a lot more dairy to the U.K. if it sheds the steep import tariffs that are set by the EU Customs Union. U.K. imports about $3 billion worth of cheese, butter, and skim milk powder, but only about $9 million of it comes from the U.S. Tomatoes are okay, but leave the drugs behind. Well, the Commerce Department insisted on the ability to inspect tomato shipments in the recent trade agreement it struck with Mexican producers. The concern was primarily for quality, not for illegal narcotics. But U.S. Customs and Border Protection officials say border inspectors in Texas discovered $1.8 million worth of methamphetamine stuffed in a truck bringing across fresh tomatoes. CBP said it found another 88 pounds of the illegal narcotic packed into a spare tire of the truck but did not comment on the tomatoes. Mexico exports about $2 billion worth of tomatoes to the U.S. annually, supplying about 60% of U.S. demand. Lawmakers, Farm Group's ready message to EPA. Illinois GOP Representative Rodney Davis is gathering signatures for a letter to EPA urging Administrator Andrew Wheeler to scrap the proposed revisions to the way the agency handles small refinery exemptions from biofuel usage mandates. The letter will have the backing of the American Farm Bureau Federation and ethanol industry groups. The letter says the supplemental rule released last week is not in line with what the industry was promised by the White House earlier in the month. The letter says EPA should do what was communicated to stakeholders and offset the average number of exemptions granted in the three previous years. Here's today's She Said It. 
Nothing is more valuable than human access to food to global stability. Without access to food, we face what we're seeing in many places in the world, which is conflict and war and refugees. That Josette Sheeran, former director of the UN World Food Program, speaking at the World Food Prize Symposium. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, October 21st. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.